I'm going to start today's uh, episode with a quote from Winston Churchill. This is, I suppose, one of the most favorite quotes of my guest today. And the quote is, success is not final, failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston Churchill. Today I'm welcoming April Moss. She is, I can't define I can't define her simply by her profession, like I usually do, because she does this, she does that. She's been all <laughs> around the place. <laughs> Currently, she runs a startup funded by Y Combinator that is in the field of digital construction. I'm very curious to learn about this because it has to do with pre procurement using blockchain. I want to go deep into that. But in the pre-conversation, in the short conversation that I had with uh, April, she also told me her company is working together with another organization, backing up um, or helping women that are being trafficked. I This is a topic very dear to my heart, so I do want to hear about this. Let's welcome April Moss and we'll uh, find out more about her from her. Thank you, Serena, for having me. And yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like, I've done a lot of things and that's why I love startup. And that's why I'm an entrepreneur because I just, the wheels don't start, uh, stop connecting. I think a friend of mine told me, um, well, my nickname at Procter & Gamble was Bulldog. So I get it done, right? And then a friend told me, she said, April, if there's one little string of connection thread that can be linked to some conversation or some new connection, she says, you always make it. So I think that's the diversity that I bring to uh, my world and bring others into it as well. So, yep. So uh, April Moss, I'm the co-founder of DigiBuild. We're a software development company that uh, builds um built a Digi Procure, which does all the takeoffs, bid order tracking of materials for construction. We have very few competition. We have the largest data glo uh, largest global database of suppliers and sustainable suppliers out there. And uh, we're really helping change the industry. We save them 10, 15% on all their procurement and close to uh, 30, 40% on, on labor hours. And so we are absolutely changing the industry and helping them to get their products uh, faster and uh, in in intact on time um, to their job sites. I want to hear more about this company, April, but first I want to know about you. Um, you were previously in, you know, high positions. Uh, I don't know if you yeah. were a CXO or, but you were working for Procter & Gamble, Starbucks, Acosta, sales and marketing at Crossmark. So all large companies. I mean, I'm not going to go on with the list here. And then yeah. you switched into construction. So what, what prompted this? Is there a background that you have that links you to construction? Where did yeah, so I, I would say I worked with Procter & Gamble for 21 years, all different types of roles. My last position was running their North America operations um, I uh, for their lar second largest customer team. I worked with uh, Starbucks and helped uh, build out their first ever retail organization to manage that for a few years. And then I think probably my biggest exposure to the to the uh, larger consumer products goods organization was I was in an executive leadership position uh, working with um, a large uh, brokerage firm. 
and uh, did a lot of stuff with with them across all different types of companies. So that's where you see a lot a lot of things listed. It was because I help with uh, company acquisitions, help build out probably 10, 15 different sales teams. So a lot of work there. And uh, the, tr the thing that brought me back to, you know, the love of my life is I grew up around family who had their own businesses, small businesses. Uh, my aunt, a funny story, she used to give me, anybody that's been around for a while knows what green bar paper is. And green bar paper is those big, huge inventory sheets that uh, used to come off a printer years ago. And she would give me those uh, from her store, her little her little uh, market that she had out in the country. And I would play with those and pretend I had my own business. And so my love for business um, really gener was generated from my family and uh, close stuff. And so when I went to Procter & Gamble, I was always working on new business development, loved it. Uh, you know, Costco, which is a big uh, retailer, we had just kicked off having a big team just specific to to Costco. So I love the innovation. I loved looking to how we help other industries, other retailers drive their business. And, and so that's kind of where I've always had that entrepreneurial um, spirit about me. And so uh, when Rob, who used to work for me at Procter & Gamble on the Procter & Gamble business, came and asked, hey, do you want to start up a business in construction uh, and, it's, and it's software? Uh, my link to construction was my dad was in construction. And I got to see the ebb and flow of the success that he had, but also the challenges that he had. And uh, Rob's vision of building out something on blockchain and using AI technology to help the industry really, really appealed to me. And so that's that's why I made the jump over and said, yep, let's go build a company together. Mm, that sounds very exciting. I, I know that VeChain is doing something in procurement. Um, are you using VeChain for your... Uh, we're not using the VeChain um, right now. We're just using, um, we're on Hyperledger Fabric. So that was uh, IBM and they had the best use cases for business, business to business type. Um, so that's why we went with them. They built out um, for, for retailers, uh, for even the shipping industry, they built out a um, trade lens that's called. And so they've built a ton of uh, blockchain for, for businesses. So that's why we're using them. Mm -hmm. So, so what advantages does uh, your system provide to? Yeah, so we industry? don't in in construction. When you start saying blockchain, they feel like it's like crypto, and they get scared and set back. So we don't even really talk about that we're on blockchain because blockchain just does what it does, right? It takes all those all that information and creates a ledger of all the things that have happened you know, simultaneously in, in the block. And so for us, it's more of a driving transparency. So for, for our software, when you get on and you think that you're bidding for supplies and you're ordering supplies, all those conversations, all that information of what was ordered, what was, uh, you know, bidded, what was priced out, all of that is on the chain. So if there's ever a dispute or someone comes back and says, well, you know, we never ordered that, or that wasn't a price we gave you, or, you know, that wasn't the deadline line to order that, you know, to get those bids in that we said, we can actually check, you know, fact check it and say, yeah, it actually is. Right. And so that's really what it does. It helps drive transparency in an industry where there's very low transparency, because on a construction project, you could have 150 to 200 people um, that come from different industries, their own companies, and they're all trying to communicate and all trying to come together for this one project. Right. And so what this just does, this is just a little piece of us trying to help the industry 
um, get to where there's a little bit more transparency in, in it. And so that's what our piece is, is the procurement process and owning that from end to end uh, for a customer. And then the really cool thing is, is that we use artificial intelligence to go out and find and uh, suppliers for us. I mean, it's constantly churning, looking for suppliers and not only just su general suppliers, but also finding um, sustainable suppliers, which is a big, which is a, a growing need right now is finding qualified uh, sustainable suppliers across the globe. And what the challenge with that is a lot of these sustainable suppliers don't even let people know that they are sustainable. So, the, you know, I talked to 500, 500 suppliers myself personally over the last three months at different events I've been at. And of the ones I've talked to that are sustainable, probably 30% of them don't even acknowledge or have anywhere on their tables or any in their in any materials that they're sustainable. So we're trying to change that. And I can talk about uh, shortly here about how we're changing that by using um, our our third party company, um, Emancipate, uh, to to help grow their business as well as ours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd love to hear about that. But out of curiosity, how do you define uh, which company is sustainable? Um, well, there's there's criteria and there's certifications that are required in order for you to be called a sustainable company. So we have the suppliers upload their certifications in our system of where there's where where they have you know the sustainability certificates. And then when you think globally, um, it gets tough because um, you know the UK might have different sustainable um, requirements versus New York City. Um, and then and then even within New York City, within cities, there's like municipalities and they have their own requirements. So there are there's some broad standard qualifications globally that we use. And then as we get closer to say we had a project in New York, then we look to find suppliers within that market that meet the other criteria requirements that maybe New York City has that other cities don't have. So it gets very tedious and it's not easy to do. And that's probably why we're the only ones doing it right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and so when you approached these, when you, when you spoke to these 500 companies that didn't know they were sustainable, what yeah. were you looking at? Were you looking at emissions? Were you looking at the types of materials? What are some basic um, characteristics of a sustainable yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're hoping that every industry out there, every category within construction, whether it's drywall, whether it's cement, whether it's piping, um, it, you know, electrical, that's a little trickier, but um, just looking at is there products out there that can be substituted, like for cement. You know, there's definitely um, sustainable cement products out there. Um, the challenge with those cement products are that they the application of how you actually use it and on the ground physically, you know, pour it and use it has a different application. So there's some education that's required for there, right? So we're helping to say, okay, you have the cement product, you you don't really talk about it, but you know, you you do you want to promote yourself, but there's a you have to educate uh the the customers on that, right? Your customers. So let us help you you know, put out an educational program um, through Emancipate to do that for you so that not only when people come to your website, 
you know, they see that you're a sustainable product, but there's also information that educates them on how they can use the product. So that's kind of a real technical thing. Um, for drywall, it just might be a sustainable product that's made out of, you know, um, like there's one out of, um, I think it's out of Argentina that actually makes a drywall that's made out of hemp or not of out of, you know, plant materials and is sustainable. And so what does that look like? Well, the application to that is the same. You just have to purchase the product and make sure that um, it has a burn rate that's been, you know, you got to make sure that it has its certification for those things. So um, in our system, we, uh, you know, we support suppliers. We don't charge them anything to be on our platform. They get in for free. And then they upload, we have a form for them to fill out that has all this information in it, including a link to their website and to their catalogs so that people can get educated on what they're trying to accomplish. So we make it real simple for suppliers to join our database because it's a benefit to our customers. Mm -hmm. And your suppliers you mentioned are global, global suppliers anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh, I know you're on the procurement side, but um, does any of this data serve anybody who would eventually certify a building to be CO2 neutral? Um, they are, there's places where they can put those certifications in there. Um, we haven't gotten that far. Like we do pre-construction. So this is kind of important. Um, architects and engineers might just use us for our takeoffs and also to get pricing, you know, an, an idea of what the pricing would be to build that. So in pre-construction, um, they might say, hey, is there a, an item that we could substitute, like a sustainable item we could substitute for this? And we'd go find that for them. So for all those drawings, all those things, it really does help with pre-construction and it's helping even more. And this has been organic for us because when you think about right now, like switch gears are um, for construction are 65 weeks out. Cabinets, I think, are about six months out. You know, so there's a lot of stuff that it takes a long time. So if you can help the architects and engineers early on and say, hey, you can substitute this. This is what you can get this for. Let's get this ordered and get these pricing and let's have it delivered somewhere to a warehouse or at least get ahead of the game. Because the number one reason why projects are over budget and they're late is because of procurement. So we can really, the earlier we get in, the the uh, the better the um, savings as well as um, being able to get stuff delivered on time. Yeah. All right. So how are you helping then the, the female-led organization? Yeah. So what's really exciting is that for our sustainable suppliers that I mentioned earlier, um, they're having a difficult time promoting themselves, telling people about them, getting that customer base to promote themselves. So they they might have regular, they, they've got regular construction companies that are using their products, but that sustainable piece, it's just another layer on, you have to promote it, you have to have the brochures. So it's almost like double the work sometimes for them. And so, um, DigiBuild actually uh, partnered with Emancipate. Emancipate is a nonprofit organization and that brings in those from Eastern Asia, 
from um, Latin America, from all over the world. And they, and they just started last year, last summer they kicked off and they partner with the embassies and put trafficked women through college. And so all these women who have their bachelor's, sometimes their master degrees are like these brand experts and social media experts. And they're really putting together your branding and marketing on steroids. So for example, they'll do your LinkedIn outreach for you seven days a week. And you can have multiple people from your company with seats that you can, um, you know, seats on there where we're promoting your their cause, their promotion all day, every day for their business and getting and setting appointments with clients. So last week we had 16, um, 16 uh, demos that we gave um, that Emancipate set up for us, which is crazy. I mean, you can't get that on your own, right? And so what they're does that doing mean? Dem demos in terms of what? Yeah, so and, like and uh, you're a sustainable supplier getting on there and talking about your drywall and getting mm -hmm. introductions to construction companies, right? Finding those construction companies. And so mm -hmm. we're doing that for them and helping them. We're also getting them on podcast tours. Podcasts are very, very popular in the sustainable world. So if you're a company and you have products that's sustainable, get you on some sustainable podcasts or maybe of special interest or fun things about your company that you're doing or talk about your um, social impacts. Like for companies who buy into these um, different packages, promotional packages that we offer, um, they can, they'll actually get out there and promote them, put them on, um, you know, give them um, panels to speak on. They'll do educational materials. So it's an entire, you know, circular program that you can buy into. And, and all these women do that for you. You can write it off and it's a fraction of the prices you would pay anywhere else. And we're even getting in front of Congress. We're going to be on an advisory committee about how to help with um, sustainable products and getting them more into uh, what the government does. How do you expand that, right? So we're going to be advisors to that. So they can do all these really cool things, and it can be customized for our sustainable suppliers. So that's what Emancipate's doing. We're using Emancipate. We've had great success with them. And then we're also offering them up as something for our suppliers to utilize. So it's a great cause. And then what's super cool about that, if you are a supplier or anybody could do, you know, use Emancipate, but if you're a supplier, um, you actually get the, um, they'll send you, Emancipate will send you pictures and photos and update you on the support that you're doing. So on your own website, you've already have your social impact ESG, um, you know, uh, program set up and it's done for you already. Um, because they'll do all that for you. That, that's the thing. People just don't have time to do that every day. And because they do this every day, all day, they're very, very good at it. I mean, I'm having to turn down podcasts. I'm having to turn down, um, you know, demos because we just don't have the capacity to take it all on. We're building out. We're actually hiring new people to be able to take on that work. So it's super exciting. Mm -hmm. Well, good luck with, uh, with proposing this uh, to Congress. Um, I, I wasn't, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I'm not quite sure. I, I really got this where, so these women, they, they had been trafficked from these countries that you mentioned, or was, is this a different organization? Yes. It is a different. Yeah. They're, they're emancipated. Yeah. It's a, it's a nonprofit organization that DigiBuilds partnered with. So there are social impact, um, there are social impact organization of choice 
um, because they're also, so I'm going to be on the board of Emancipate. Uh, some of our other team members are volunteers for Emancipate. And so that's the connection is we decided to use them to help grow our business. It's been a huge success, really like the product that they're doing and the, the, the connections they're making for us in the industry. And so we're just offering that up to some of our uh, suppliers to utilize them as well. I see. Okay. And, and um, I understood that you're also consulting entrepreneurs. And as you said, you've always had a passion for innovation, for business development, new businesses. How does this fit in into your busy, busy schedule, into Digi? Um, yeah, well, we, we take on a few. Like we're... Yeah, DigiBuild. Anytime that we can partner with another organization, like I just met with prior to this call, another company that's in the insurance tech world, um, they're very unique in how they go um, being able to um, insure blockchain companies, but just um, insurance in general, they're really changing the game on insurance and they customize. So they're they're a startup, you know, they're probably still in the seed stage and we're working with them to find out how we can partner and help them grow. So there's some organic things that are helping within the industry. And then all of us, myself, Rob, um, some of our business yes. consultants, they actually, we go out and we talk to, you know, we try to at least once or twice a month, um, talk to a startup company and see what we can do to help them. And it doesn't matter what the field is, right? I have a gal that I've been talking to out of California who's trying to change um, the the way that um, big companies, you know, retail companies, clothing companies, um, what they do with their clothing after it's been returned. It's sadly, there is a lot of retail companies that actually throw away the clothes that are returned. I mean, in coach bags, they'll go ahead and they'll they'll slice it and tear it apart so that nobody resells it on the market. And so it, it's it's appalling yeah. to me, yeah. <laughs> absolutely appalling. And so I'm helping. But that's what they used sell. to do with food. Yes, and well, they, they still, still do, right? Mm -hmm. We we make it hard for us for companies to be able to resell or give things away without it. Um, um, becoming like a corrupt kind of thing, right? So, yeah. so anyway, what I'm helping this gal do is build out a software that um, allows the person who's shopping online for a retailer to get the better, to make better choices and better fit of items, so they don't have to return them, and that'll reduce that um, that throwaway almost by like 30, 40 percent. It's pretty significant. So those are the things that I feel like I have to support and get behind. Um, so we're not throwing away all that, the, those clothing and all that waste. And then trying to figure out how do you utilize, reutilize or repurpose those clothes as a whole nother aspect of it. But yeah, mm -hmm. so we try to do at least one or two a month. Um, obviously, we don't have the uh, capacity, but I, I always believe that giving back to people is going to come back to you. I'm impressed by the ethical involvement you have in so many areas, April, and I congratulate Thank you for you. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned that there are some uh, mental health problems in construction. Um, yeah. Is there, can you talk a little bit more about that? And is there a solution that DigiBuild offers to solve a part of this problem? 
Yeah. So um, both Rob and I had uh, fathers and Rob's father is still alive and well, um, but um, both of us have experienced and watched our, our parents go through some pretty tough situations within construction. For me personally, my dad was um, a finishing finished worker. He did cabinetry, did a lot of stuff. Most of the time a subcontractor and um, the seasonality of construction um, the uncertainty of whether you're going to get paid, not get paid. You know, he was just doing what he loved. He wasn't the best businessman out there. He didn't have access to larger projects. If he had, it would probably have kept him busy all year long. And so what typically happens in construction is that they, the construction, um, you know, subcontractors, they, they get into this drink culture and it's very depressive. And um, in the situation with my dad over time, he, he just wore on him and he committed suicide. And what I didn't understand until I joined DigiBuild was that construction has more suicides than they actually have accidents on job sites, which is appalling. And so for me, it was like, well, what, what's really driving this and how can we help? And even in our mission statement, um, we have, we want to drive a health, uh, happier and healthier industry. And one way to do that is to give suppliers, uh, subcontractors, everybody, um, the ability to be part of something bigger, right? So organically, we, we're building these relationships with subcontractors, um, referring them out because we're just talking to them all day long. For suppliers, we're, for subcontractors, we're giving them a, a way to make uh, money, more money and better options for suppliers. So a lot of the time, contractors will come and say, okay, subcontractor, you go get the materials, you go get the supplies. Well, that's all on them then. All that money is upfronted by those subcontractors. So we're allowing them to find in uh, bids that are much cheaper, you know, a broader exposure to suppliers that allow them to save significant amount of money, we would save them between 10, 15, 20% of their materials, which is very significant for a small company. Um, and so uh, with tight margins, right? So we feel like we're creating, not just we're, we're offering up this um, software that does a great job of procurement, but we're creating an ecosystem where we're helping people uh, you know, keep more of their money and get exposure. So we're more of a family. We're, we're, we, because of our Y Combinator background, we're connected with a lot of uh, developers that are funding, you know, real estate projects, right? And so we've connected people to help uh, support the actual uh, funding of their projects just because of our connections. So I feel like we're not just, we have a software, but we're creating this ecosystem of where we're helping people in general. And I think that's going to get legs and look bigger and better. Like maybe we, in the future, we can procure carbon credits on DigiProcure. Maybe we procure subcontractors on DigiProcure, Right. So there's a lot of avenues that we're looking into for the future, not just to help us uh, with supplies, but to help people within the industry. And that's our goal. Uh, a, a bulldozer in ethical change. <laughs> this is what came up. <laughs> I, I'm going to write that down, the bulldog and ethical. Bulldog. I like that. Yeah, bulldog. It wasn't the bulldozer here, but yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm I'm stealing that. That's my new my new my new uh, my new title: bulldog and ethical change. <laughs> bulldog for ethical change, right? For ethical change, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm keeping that. I got a note on it. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> you mentioned also, April, that your values play the key role in your success. What, what do you find are the crucial values that you have and, and that, that play the major role? Um, for my personal success, I would have to go back to uh, emotional intelligence. Obviously, that came out in the 90s. And I really... I think that was eye-opening to me because I was, we were really poor. I couldn't afford to go to college. I, well, I got three years in now working on my bachelor's and hopefully go to my master's. And that's more of just a personal thing that I want to accomplish. Um, but one of the, working for Procter & Gamble was amazing. They they taught you so much. I mean, it was just an amazing company. And and you you get out of something what you put into it, right? If you're expecting someone to feed you and give you something and, you know, just teach, 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 you've got to work you know, you've got to find those things. You've got to be curious, right? And I've always had a curious uh, mindset of just trying to understand how things work. And for me, emotional intelligence was significant because what it showed me was it wasn't that degree that made people successful. It was the people and applying and um, really that drive of curiosity, understanding yourself is that first step with an emotional intelligence. And um, strength finders was a big, big piece for me because it, strength finders is a test you can take out there. There's lots of them out there. I like strength finders because it focused on what I did well and not what I couldn't do, right? We're always so focused on what we're not doing well. We're so, we're our own worst enemies. It's like, oh, I can't do that. Or I wish I could do that. When really tapping into who am I and what do I do well? And then just taking that to, and going with it. And that really has driven my success. I understand my weaknesses. I understand where um, I need someone else to come in and supplement what I'm doing and looking for those complementary roles that really help a business grow, but help you personally, right? And so I think those are the core things that have helped me really to be successful. And then just grit. I mean, I grew up with uh, family members that are, that had a lot of grit. They had their own, you know, businesses and that takes a lot out of you. You got to get, you know, you've got to have that um, savviness to say, hey, maybe if I did this, I could get there, you know, so you really have to have that curiosity. And I think that was one thing that was driven home. And my mom never let me get away with anything. I mean, I was selling, you know, they let me my dad, uh, my stepdad had these uh, molds that he let me use in their um, wax molds for different type of candles, right? And uh, they allowed me to use that. And then I'd go knocking door to door and selling candles in the wintertime with my little sled. <laughs> when I was a kid. And, but they made me give 25 cents back to, to, you know, for the use of the molds and to buy the, the wax. So they never let me get anything for free. They, they showed me the value of money and time. And I'm so appreciative of that from such a young age. Um, because that, that's carried with me everywhere. Wow. Thank you so much, April, for this inspiring conversation. Where can people find you if they want to work with the uh, DigiBuild, if they want to get involved with uh, Emancip Emancipate, the organization yeah. that you're also... Mm -hmm. You can, from Emancipate, reach out to me on LinkedIn, April Moss at DigiBuild. You can go on there. And then for anything, and even for the company, um, if you want to get involved in DigiBuild or you're a construction company or supplier out there, um, info at digibuild.com. And we'd love to partner with you. Thank you so much for your inspiration, for your time, for the inspiring story.
Thank you for listening to Grow and Learn. We hope that you found our podcast informative, engaging, and inspiring. Our mission is to help you keep growing and learning, and we hope that our conversations and insights have provided you with practical advice and useful perspectives. If you're looking for personalized support and guidance to help you achieve your personal or professional growth objectives, I offer a range of services to help. As a trusted management partner and mentor, I work with businesses in the process of transformation, looking for new streams of business, as well as M&A. With an extensive professional network of experts and mentors, I can bring on board the right person or team based on the specific needs of the company I'm working with. To learn more about the services I offer and how I can help you achieve your goals, visit my website at growandlearn.org. You can also reach out to me via email or social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Grow and Learn, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is important to us and it helps us to continue to create content that is relevant and valuable to our listeners. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights and perspectives with you in the future.